0: The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a health manifesto. A certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inn's Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California. Hello,
1: small steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here, and this is my podcast, my weekly show, where I come to you each week with my approach my ideas my perspectives on living well in the modern world how to craft the life that you want to live I think we all have that similar goal I just have a somewhat different approach to achieving that goal and an approach that I think is the most effective I'll just say that right out of the chute I don't know if that's true Um, but I think it is I think it's true And so that's enough for me to craft a, uh, put together a podcast that now is in 203 episodes later. And it's enough for me to be inspired to keep coming here every week with this podcast, with my YouTube channel and everything else that I do to get my message across. Of course, I wouldn't do it without you guys coming back to me. I mean, as much as I love talking into a mirror, uh, and I do, I love talking into a mirror. But actually talking to people in this podcast and getting responses back from people all over the world uh, is pretty uh, incomparable, okay? You just can't compare to it. What do I do here? I talk about, again, my ideas and things, but I also provide solutions via my unique brand of Small Steps. And I was thinking about it this week because it's not like a billion other podcasts and there may be a billion at this point. I don't. Eventually, every single person will have a podcast. That's my my guess. Uh, it's just too easy to put one together these days, which is great. Um, but a ton of other podcasts give solutions. For instance, um, here's what you do to avoid or decrease your chances of getting diabetes. That that's a that's a solution. It's like here here's eat these things, and you will decrease potentially your risk of getting diabetes. Of course, it's a solution offered to you in many places. Mine, solution-based too, but I step just, just about two or three steps behind that, um, what I like to say, behind the veil. I get behind it. And what I'm doing is, it's great to to hear somebody say, hey, eat these things and you can decrease your chances of diabetes or whatever. What I'm saying is, follow my approach and you can actually pull that off. And, and that's and that's really the stark difference between what you're going to hear here today and every other episode that I've ever done and other podcasts. And there's no good or bad, really, truly. It's just, it's not either or either. It's not like, well, I'll listen to Sid's thing, but then I can't listen to the person who talks about the foods to eat that lower inflammation. It, it's all part of that. I mean, I talk about that too a little bit, but more of my focus and by more, I mean almost entirely is about the tools to actually implement long-term change long enough to see the results that you want. So the knowledge is great and it's essential. The research is great and it's essential. But if you cannot stick to it, if you cannot implement it and actually incorporate it into your life long-term, you might as well not start in the first place. These things are not like antibiotics that you take and five days later you're clean and clear. These are long-term struggles and 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 long-term directions. Exercise, same thing. You can't exercise for three days and expect to get all the researched benefits from exercise. You can get maybe a, a tad, but nothing like you would if you stuck with an exercise program for years, if not forever. That's a different ballgame. And to me, a very, very much bigger, way bigger animal. Um, hence, 203 episodes in. So again, it's all solutions. We're sort of all of us out here going like, hey, try this, try this. I'm just not as interested in the specifics of, you know, eat XYZ or exercise this way on this training plan. I, I, I'm i interested personally in those things in terms of my own life. But in terms of the message that I want to deliver every week, it is solely, almost solely about how to incorporate any changes you want, whether they be in the food or, or exercise realm in a way that is long-term and sustainable. I just did truly sustainable, not like hippie sustainable, but like truly, man. Um, my newest YouTube video was on this. And I think it's just been on my brain lately, which is consistency and <clears throat> why it's such a huge thing. So the, what inspired me to to do this week's YouTube video, and if you haven't, you should freaking subscribe to the channel. I mean, what, I have to twist your arm? I can't, I don't, I don't have the time to twist everybody's arm that listens to this podcast. This is crazy. It's crazy. It, it's, it's not reasonable. But on July 25th, I think it was, it's neither here nor there. Anyway, I just passed my one-year anniversary of doing the Wim Hof method. Uh, And um, yeah, so I started doing that July 25th of 2016. It is now August 7th of 2017. I went through the whole 10-week program, did it every day. During that, that whole deal took me a little longer than 10 weeks, but I did something. I did the cold and breathing every day during it. And then I would do extra, the extra stuff now and then. But since I finished that program, I can, cont- I, I kept it going. I continued with it every day, l- literally every day. And I don't, I try not to overuse the word literally, but in this case, it's totally applicable because it was actually every day. I did not miss a single day. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't care if I was traveling, um, went to scotland last august did it in scotland i have wim hof in scotland and when you say wim hof as a verb it does not sound good hey have you have you wim Hofed today no i haven't and i i don't intend to or at least if i do i'm not going to talk about it Uh, uh mushroom coffee yeah that's all i got to say about that anyway so one year passes right and so i'm in this place and i'm digging it But I think part of the reason I'm digging it so much is because I stuck with it long enough to see some real stuff happen. And I will say that I saw things happen along the way, but really it has been, this is not a joke, about the last two months where I had, there's been a couple little breakthroughs like, you know, from one day to another, there's a a remarkable difference. Um, But in the last two months, it's been escalated even further, you know, where, uh, yesterday I did a, uh, ice bath, which I've done on occasion. I'd get one 20 pound bag of ice and I did a minute and then I did two minutes. And the last time I did it was six minutes. Well, yesterday I decided, okay, it's been a year. Let me see how this goes. And I put 40 pounds of ice in a bathtub. So double the amount of ice and filled it up with water and sat in there for 11 minutes and did extreme, like extremely well. And I was uh, Amazing, and I'm sitting in the river, which is pretty darn cold. Anybody who lives up northern California can attest to that. And so there are real things. Now, is it? It's never been a goal of mine to be able to walk around and go. And I just sat in an ice bath for 11 minutes. It doesn't. It's that in and of itself, neither here nor there. But the benefits of the breathing and the ice slash uh, cold therapy are very real and very felt by me in terms of endurance, inflammation. Um immune system uh, you know related to inflammation, obviously but the those are the things I mean I mean I am noticing that my sleep patterns um, my energy levels during the day, my focus of thought, my ability to focus, my ability to stay focused, remember things those are things that I have um definitely seen a difference in <clears throat> and so I saw so the point that I want to make and that I made in the video is these things are fun to try. There's no doubt about it. I mean, had I just done it for 10 weeks and then canned it, it still would have been cool. I mean, it was a cool program. It's fine. Even my Small Steps online thing would be fun. But I want to be clear that when somebody signs up for smallsteppers.com, my hope isn't that they do it for 12 weeks and go, that was fun. Now let me try something else where I can measure count and weigh food and lose a bunch of weight and then gain it. You know, like I want to get to the point where... I want everybody to get to the point where you finish that 12 weeks and you got this system dialed in in such a way that you continue to be a small stepper for the rest of your life, that you're done with me, but then totally in with your rest of your life in terms of how you want to craft it. That that is my goal. And so it is about making that a consistent part of everyone's life because that's when you actually see the stuff. You'll see stuff after my 12-week thing, just like I saw stuff after Wim Hof's 10-week thing. But man, nothing like now how it is now a year later. I will just tell you that. So that's the video on that, but I think that's just what 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 I've been thinking about so much is because in the pharmaceutical and again I'm not anti-western medicine if you're just joining me, never have been. It's just a different animal. So when you take a drug or you have surgery or something, it is it's a it's a stark difference before and after in a very very short time. Sometimes totally appropriately and appropriately and thank goodness, right? If you have a raging bacterial infection, yeah, thanks for the antibiotics because, man, that's miserable and you want it done and it's great. But in the completely separate world of living happy and healthy are things like changes to your exercise, changes to your diet. Well, those are not overnight. Those are not four or five days. Will you see certain benefits in in four or five days? Yeah, you, you will. I mean, it's kind of amazing, but you do. It's pretty quick but nothing like a year, two years, five years, 10 years down the line. That, that's really what we're talking about here. And I, unless it's fun for you, I just assume nobody go through the stress of making that stark of a change and then burning out and going back to the old ways unless you go like, I just want to try a diet. I don't care if I stick with it. Then I think that's fine. I mean, I'm not joking. Like you'd be like, yeah, I just thought it'd be fun to like, eat a completely different way for 21 days, and then go back to my old thing. I just thought it'd be fun. I You would never hear me criticize at all. You won't hear me criticize anyway. More on that later in this episode. What? Yes. Did he already jump to the subject of this week's episode within the first 10 minutes? That's insane. 203 episodes, Sid. You've nailed it. You finally hit your stride. 203 episodes in. It's all take. It all took you guys 203 weeks to get me... Uh, into the swing of things, <clears throat> as it were. I got a little treat for you guys today, by the way. Uh, and it's not in the form of mushroom coffee. That's—I don't know if that's ever been referred to as a treat. I definitely not starting it here. Um, however, I do have a little treat. My buddy uh, Matt Frazier, the no meat athlete. Perhaps you've heard of him. He's a star, He's an up. He's an up and comer, is what he is. He's just—he's hes a cute kid. I thought I'd give him a chance. Give him a little bump. You know, the the Garza Hillman approaching the natural bump. He needs a little help in the promotion area. Ugh, he could buy and sell me. Literally buy and sell me. Anyway, he stopped. He's stopping by this this episode, so we're gonna jump in to have a little talk with Matt in a second. But I'm gonna make a cu- couple quick announcements. Um, one is uh, smallsteppers.com is rolling. It's awesome. Sign up for this program. It's I'm getting great feedback. I mean, I'm getting great feedback. This is already within a few weeks in. People are like, "This is I love the program. It's really helping me." It's uh, the questions I'm getting in the live Q and A are just so great. It's the the questions are not n- not one of them, and this is like the <laughs> like the coolest thing for me because I'm a certified nutritionist. So people often think food or oh small steppers is about food this and that. No. There's a way of thinking and you know how I know it's working because the questions that I'm getting have nothing to do with like, so how many grams of protein do you think are best for the, it's, it's like has not, literally not one question has come in and I'm going, okay, I'm doing something right here because this is so cool. So they're talking about the first task and what if I form it this way, if I formulate it this way instead of that way, okay, what about my steps list? Cause I'm at work sometimes and I have a steps. I do steps at work and then what about at home? Should I have separate lists? All these incredible, this is thinking these, be, these people are thinking about their lives Are thinking about bringing new stuff in. And it is totally exciting for me. If you hear that in my voice, it's for real. So anyway, smallsteppers.com, go check it out and see what you think. It's, it's just super cool. I am very proud of, of, of it and the work that, um, that I've done and, and, and my assistant Esther has done and Brendan, my programmer who put it together and all it's kind of, it's just so cool. So cool. So smallsteppers.com. The other thing that I'm very proud of is what I crafted with Matt Fraser. You guys have heard about it already, but it's called health made simple. If you're interested in getting deeper into specifically food and how to craft it, uh, a plan that is easy to make it easy for you again, health made simple. That's the idea. Unlike other meal plans, we are not there to provide you with 15,000 recipes, there's a plenty of resources out there for that kind of stuff. We are there to help you, again, with a system of eating to make most of your life super easy around food. And then if you want to kick in some recipes when you have time and you enjoy being in the kitchen, have at it. But our thing is to teach you day-to-day. This ain't nothing. And so we'll teach you the tools for that. Dig? Okay. That's uh, athlete.com slash meal-plan-system. My new book is to print. Are you kidding? Yes. The managing editor emailed me this morning. She said, do you want to see the proofs? I got the proofs back from the printer. These are the real deal. Do you want to see them? I was like, not really, but I'm kind of nervous. She goes, we're going to be good. I go, good. Get them out of here. I, at, at this point, I've seen this book so many times. There could be a misspelling in the title and I wouldn't catch it. I'd be like raising healthy appearance. I don't know what. Yeah, it looks good to me. Send it to, send it to the press my brain is so numb to that book that i i i need outside uh help to look at it and um and i've got it thank goodness because the publisher's been done a really good job and so i'm very happy with it i'm looking forward to seeing it there could be some just horrible mistakes in the book but I, what can i do at this point no i've been through it and like five people have been through it so whatever's in there now that's a mistake is just it's supposed to be there um <clears throat> okay what else I'm going to be at the um boy this is coming up. I'm going to be at the Triangle Veg Fest in Durham, North Carolina in a matter of 2 weeks, just over 2 weeks. Man, this got here fast. Um August 26th 27th, Durham, North Carolina, trianglevegfest.com. California Veg Fest September 16th and 17th in Los Angeles. That's CAVEGFoodfest.com. The World Veg Fest October 1st in San Francisco World Festival, Worldvegfestival.com. The Portland Veg Fest, Northwest Veg Fest, in October 14th and 15th. I think I'm speaking both days on that one. Uh, Northwest Veg.org slash Veg Fest and the SoCal Veg Fest October 20th and 29th in, in Costa Mesa SoCal Veg Fest. Dot org and just announced. I just got an email this morning that the Sedona Veg Fest in Sedona, Arizona, um, with some heavy hitters there. Caldwell Esselstyn being one of them. My buddy Colleen Patrick Goudreau speaking over there. But I just got uh, I got the word that they're having. I'm on the roster, and so soon did that that happened. So recent did that happen that I can't even tell you what the URL is. So it's Sedona Veg Fest. It might even be SedonaVegFest.com, but I'm probably gonna be wrong about that. But if you Google it. You'll see it. They just posted. It's at sometime in January in Sedona, Arizona. Okay. A um, couple quick, quick... Well, you know what? I think I'm just going to call an audible here. And I'm going to just bust over. What I did was I invited Matt Frazier to jump on here for just, a, just a, a quick little interview. He's got a cookbook out called the No Meat Athlete Cookbook. And then there's a subtitle that you would think... Being who I am, that I would have the book here and I could read the subtitle. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to play. I'm no, I don't dance for the man. Um, but it's called the No Mean Athlete Cookbook. It's doing extremely well. So the question is why the heck would I have invited him on here to talk about it? He doesn't need any freaking help. But no, he's a buddy of mine. And it's an, I will tell you for real, I'm not connected, by the way. If you, if you buy a cookbook as a result of this interview, I see nothing. I, nothing. He's not buying me a new Corolla or whatever he, chew, whatever kind of car that he drove. I don't know. Um, but I stand behind the cookbook. It's very good. It's, um, I'm, I'm loving any book that sort of gets to the point where they put a lid on certain conversations. Like you can't be plant-based and then be an athlete. That kind of stuff drives me nuts. It's like, don't, don't be plant-based, but don't say that you can't be one and be plant plant plant-based. You cannot, don't say that you can't be an athlete. And so this book sort of shuts the door on that conversation. Again, choose what you want that works for you. And ease your way in so that, again, what it takes long term. But I really like this cookbook. The recipes are very simple. We'll get into more of that. So, without further ado, I'm going to bust in, talk to Matt for a few minutes, come back out, and finish the rest of this episode. That's what I'm talking about. Boom. Here's Matt Frazier. Hello, Matt. Hey Zid, what's up? Nothing much. I wanted to talk to you, and I told my I told my my podcast listeners I was going to bring you on, and um and the reason is is because I wanted to talk briefly about your new cookbook and check in with you. You've been on my podcast. Uh, we did that joint one many moons ago, and did we I don't think we've done anything since.
0: Oh wow! Okay, is that right?
1: Ep- this is episode seven, I think that we that I interviewed you, you interviewed me, and we put them on our pers- respective podcasts. The one where we were in person where we yeah did it at the at Stanford inn. inn, and I don't think we've I don't think I've had you on since yeah you should check that I feel I, like I've been on one really time. I don't even know if I don't, <laughs> I don't even know, know if I have sure. but anyway, we talked so much know. it's all a blur and, and and my listeners know that that uh you know we launched the meal plan together and and so anyway, but i got I got an advanced copy of your cookbook the no meat a- i'll tell I'll read the title the No meat athlete cookbook whole food plant based recipes to fuel your workouts and the rest of your life. I did get an advanced copy out of the blue from your publisher and um, it got sent to my house. And the first thought I had was, you know, so you can't talk to me directly anymore. Like you have to go to through a, through a thing. And I, so I just thought there was like a, a, a thing that we need to talk about here right now. Like, let's just air this out because obviously you can't even send me a cookbook. You've got to have your publisher do it. So is this like a thing with us that we need to work out or what? <laughs>
2: Well, I've just reached that level of success where I can't really deal with – I can't really get my hands dirty with these pedestrian affairs like sending cookbooks out.
1: I appreciate your – But it's not your, personal. I, I, but it's not personal. It's you, not me. <laughs> um, it's me, not you. Um, that's a very honest answer. Thank you, Matt. Um, so so I'm looking at the cookbook and I want to just tell my, my, my folks about it so if I can just grab you for a few minutes. But I'll tell you what I like about it, okay? Okay. It is yeah. two couple things. One is, and and for my listeners, let no, me guess. like Wait, but, is
2: it? I bet you like the cashew
1: ranch dressing in it. Lo- I love that. That's my favorite thing, the cashew ranch <laughs> dressing, which is by the way in there. And Lisa's like, that was my recipe. I know. I go now. I know. I totally stole it. According to this cookbook, now this is one hundred percent from me. So you're that's it was. It, it, it was going to be
2: called Sid's Cashew Ranch, but that got nixed. Apparently, it
1: was a rule, but it's actually that Lisa's. Was... So I would have gotten so bad. <laughs> yes, well, they said about. they said no names in in recipes. I think that's smart. Um, but I'm in the definitely the description of it. Yes. Um, that's right. Anyway, but but I liked I liked for and I want to make a note to, to everybody understand is this thing sold out like immediately and it was only at that point that I decided I would even talk about it because I want to make sure <laughs> something is definitely successful before I ever I, promote it. I think that's smart. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I've, teams, noticed, and this is the least controversial thing I've ever done because that's and that's the way I like it. Um, and so, <clears throat> but I like that it's that it's workout based. But it's really – I mean if you look at the – and the information is great and it's for workouts and that's thats the whole thing. But really, really, mo- I cannot believe most people are doing this thing as athletes because it's totally applicable to just – the recipes are great. It's not like sport drinks and gels. It is a cookbook by every measure. Yes? Totally. And and I, I was actually a little worried about the title, the subtitle
2: being uh, through your workouts and the rest of your life. Like I feel like – It's really about fueling the rest of your life and then feeling the workouts in one chapter. Uh, But the rest of the food, you're right, is exactly—you know, I guess the only thing that makes it different to me um, from an athlete perspective, from other plant-based cookbooks, is that we did try to make sure that all the stuff in there was, like, substantial, right? Like, there aren't many dainty little salads in there or or first courses that would— not provide a lot of nutrition or calories but just be there for enjoyment like we, we stayed away from that it is it is practical hard-working food uh but along with that which is really the only athlete part of it we, we did the same stuff to you and i do said which is making things really simple making things really accessible uh, making an oil-free option for all the things if we could so the people could do it either way uh yeah so i'm i'm quite happy with it but uh and we found the the feedback has been really good so far all the reviews and things and a lot of people are saying exactly that like
1: this is great and i'm not even an athlete so yeah i can i can't imagine i mean i think you know for me when i talk when i have told people about it Bri, um my buddy brie i think don't know if you met her but she's my running partner but she came over for I dinner did. last night yeah and lisa i think you did yeah and lisa and i were we were hanging out with her and she grabbed it and looked at it and then she was like oh my god you know because i think that you know i mean you've got bootables, you have pasta with you know you've got the stuffed spaghetti squash i mean these are great recipes these are not like what you, what somebody would necessarily think of as a you know as a workout meal whatever right. that i don't even know what that would mean but anyway so so it was super cool and 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 i also obviously i blurbed the book and i'm assuming that had a lot to do with the initial sales am i right yeah I I'm, think sorry, I I'm sorry i didn't hear that i'm sorry you cut off and and um <laughs> but but for real what i said in the in that blurb um is sort of what I wanted to ask you about today is at what and there's always room for cookbooks and they're fun and great, but have you gotten any blowback of like, because it's specific to workouts and because it's specific to athletes, there still is this thing where people go, okay, plant-based diet. That's great, but I'm an athlete, right? (laughs) You and I get that with health made simple. And I see it in the, in the, just the blogosphere. Have you gotten blowback on that? And at what point can we stop the discussion? Like, as if to say, you don't have to be plant-based ever, but to say you can't be and be an athlete is sort of – it's done. We already get it, right? So what have you gotten in that regard?
2: Yeah, I mean I, I don't know if we will be able to stop the discussion anytime soon. But the very first line in the book after the introduction – maybe it's in the introduction – is me saying we can finally say it. I think plant-based, plant-based athlete is no longer an oxymoron because when I started uh, Nomad Athlete like eight years ago – it it kind of was in in my at least in my worldview coming to this being already an athlete wanting to become vegetarian not even vegan didn't didn't know really what that was uh you know I, I thought well you can't do this you can't get enough protein you can't get enough calories it's just not gonna work uh, and I started googling around the internet and finding that kind of backing that up like you couldn't find a lot of information on this on, on that topic at least not that seemed trustworthy uh, or wasn't like yelling at you for not being vegan. So I said, that's why I'm gonna start Nomad Athlete. And <clears throat> I don't think Nomad Athlete is the reason for this, but I think hopefully it played a part. Uh since then, it the thing has just exploded. I mean, we've we've seen so many good examples of first the endurance athletes like that made it sort of mainstream. Um Brendan Brazier, Scott, Scott, Scott Jurek, Jurek yeah. Rich Roll. Right. So so they all did it. Uh and there are women here too. Hillary Biscay is a great example of a, of a female. She does some Ultraman, has placed very well in Ultraman. I think she won overall for women uh on a plant-based diet. But anyway, they did it. and then in the past like 5 years there's been even more like in the strength and speed sports. Like uh the Kendrick Ferris on the US powerlifting team, the only male powerlifter on the US Olympic team this 2016 uh was vegan. Wow. And I mean that's and Patrick Baboumian has, yeah. has this powerlift or whatever strongman record. Um Nate Diaz won the MMA Thing you're a huge UFC guy. I know, I, right? I actually, do like a, I
1: actually do like MMA. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Do you, do you and have action another, figures? And there's another guy. Um, I can't remember his name. Um, McK- not Mackenzie, not Brian McKenzie. but there's another guy. Mack Danzig. Mack Danzig, yeah, and he's yeah. plant-based, as far as I know, right? Yeah. Yep. So it is. It is. David now, Carter. I mean, I was on an airplane no. with David. David Carter and I flew on the same flight to Atlanta because we both spoke at the Atlanta VegFest. His biceps are bigger than my thighs. I'm not even joking. It's. Have you ever stood next to the guy? Yeah, I it's have. Cr- it's crazy. He walked down the aisleway, and I was like, Jesus! I wanted to do a have him in my vlog of of me arm wrestling him in the airport, but it, he wasn't having it. Um, it I, thought I thought it you were going to
2: say the plane the, the plane was flying up and down because he was.
1: Yeah, he's you know. walking down, and we were hitting turbulence <laughs> yeah. coincidentally at the same time. But yeah, he, I couldn't believe how big he was. But anyway, but plant based, um, yeah, and it's happening all over. And I just wonder – and it's interesting like guys like Robert Cheek who I know your buddies with and I've met him a mm-hmm. few times at events. And and he's actually even been plant-based for years but has – his own diet has evolved into more whole whole food because in the beginning he was sort of like the powder kind of guy. And he's actually changed yeah. that way too. Um, have you heard of John Hines, the monkey bar gym? He's, he's a really cool so. natural movement kind of guy. Timothy Sheaf, he's the um, – the parkour champion 2011 world, oh, world yeah? really like one of the best athletes i've probably ever seen I ever. like parkour parkour is cool to watch. Look up Timothy Sheaf. so he's all 100% plant based and has been for oh, few okay. years and his and his and his athleticism went up Yesterday, I just as an aside, um, and this is totally relevant, you'll see, watched him on a YouTube video just talking about his new work. He's just incredibly strong. I cannot believe that what this guy can do. Um, but his new incarnation is that he's, um, which I think you'll find this interesting. You should probably put it in your next edition of this cookbook, but he's drinking his own urine these days. I'll definitely get that in there. uh, (laughs) Why why, why is he doing that? I I, I don't know. (laughs) And I've and I've actually joked that like I do all these things at home, and I'm testing my kids. They just don't even bat an eye. But there will be a point that I will go. I'm drinking my own urine, and my kids go, "Okay, we're done here. Like now, we want therapy." Yeah, I think if we want to
2: single handedly like bring down the vegan movement, that would be the way to do it. I think is if we can get that to be like that's not part of it, like.
1: We do smoothies and we do big salads and we also drink our own pee. <laughs> it's like gonna, we just make it a normal thing. Of, yeah, of course that's that's part of plant based. How is that? Yeah. Plant- it just is. Right, it's you, just you can't have any oil and
2: you have to you have to drink your pee. Like if those it, are if it,
1: the, the, the rule. Is if it looks like Gatorade, it's plant based. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, but yeah, literally drinking. Like he goes, he refers to now I'm going to drink some tea and he kind of looks at the camera and he goes home brewed and then he lifts this glass <laughs> I swear to god and I just didn't see it coming it was completely a surprise wow. I was like I was wanted to check out his workout and kind of what he eats and and I just I went oh wait that's okay and just googled it immediately to find oh out what's going on yeah there's a guy on the on uh YouTube named Mo- Robert Morse or something that is a doctor and he a doctor and he and he is all about urine drinking
2: wow. well what I was going to add there at the end was that like I think the conversation will start to actually be over. Like we are convinced people in our circle are convinced that this works really well. And there are a lot of athletes who turn to the diet specifically because of what it does for their, for their performance. They recover. find they can recover. Yeah, faster. recover faster. That's, yeah. that's what most of them will tell you. But like we need, I think for the conversation to stop happening, we need like mainstream sports superstars to do it. And Tom Brady has kind of flirted with this or it's something that is a crazily strict diet, which happens to be probably 95% vegan. Uh, I, you know, I think that's what it's going to take. The people drinking their own pee is sort of like the opposite of that. Like, <laughs> we, I think, and and I I wonder why we haven't yet seen it in like the really high mainstream level. And I just wonder if if the pressures of those things are, or you know, the funnels that people kind of have to go through as they notice they are gifted athletes. That there's sort of no real room to like do that kind of crazy experiment. Like you're just messing with
1: too much of a too much of risk to, to. Yeah, if it go ain't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right, right? So, they're, so they're they're young and they're performing well, and the question is when they're you know ten years down the line. I mean, yeah. I think Serena Williams is now playing. Is she playing? Who she was. I
2: mean, I've definitely heard her name with it a lot. I don't yeah. know if
1: she's yeah or, currently or true. pretty close. I mean, the movements there—it's like people whether they go all the way, but they're certainly you know the the information is there, and it's just yep. interesting to me that that there's still such a, I, and I don't know if there's a if 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 the blowback does a lot of like. You know that kind of deep. You can't tell me what to do thing, and that's why I'm saying like you don't. Ha- Nobody has to be go. Don't change, but don't say you can't do it because it's totally obvious that you can. Yeah, you know, and that's where and the line.
2: I, I just, I mean, I don't think we don't get many people like that. Um, I think most people who buy the book just know that. no Like they're already on board. You know, we don't. Yeah. But what I what I like that we contribute by putting out books and things like that that hopefully get seen and get in magazines and things like that is just like a little sort of crack in the, in the armor in the, in the myth, right? Like if if you have all your life thought you can't, you just assumed it was a given, you cannot do sports. Then if you see a book called no man, Athlete Cookbook, even if you don't buy it, like it starts to at least open your perspective. I think, I hope that people can say, Hey, there are plant based -based people who are doing this and making it work. Uh, so I, I don't know. I like that about it.
1: Yeah. And I think what's been coming up a lot is, is not, again, you know, I'm, I'm my podcast isn't a, you know, plant, you know, overtly plant-based podcast or you know blatantly it's just not even it's not even about diet really but i've just found this kind of idea that that to eat to to move into this direction um means you have to be care more careful and i always thought i always think that's such a weird thing because it's like we and i always go yeah you do like i'm plant-based people my listeners know i'm plant-based it's i just don't talk about it a lot on the on the podcast but they know i am But what I say a lot of times is, yeah, I do have to be careful, just not as careful as most Americans who aren't plant-based. You know what I (laughs) mean? It's like we do have to be careful, but we don't have to do beans and rice combinations to get – protein you know to get the complete pro- like we don't you actually have to be less careful when you move to mostly whole plants in your diet you don't have to think about it as much that's definitely was our goal in the in the meal plan was to like let's let's take the pressure off people so they can sort of live day to day very easily and i think you've done that in this cookbook too of just to sort of demystify some of the ideas that okay well if i do this now i have to be super duper careful and pay super duper right. attention but you actually the, the opposite's true
2: Right. Like you should be careful if you're going to McDonald's twice a week for dinner with your whole family. Like I would be pretty careful about that because that's that's seems potentially dangerous to me to be doing that day and, you know, week in, week out. Uh, You're right. That's a really good point that I haven't heard brought up. But I think it speaks to like the same thing as the athlete thing like it or why we haven't seen yet uh, like a lot of mainstream pros do this. I think there's just that fear of like doing what isn't what isn't normal, right? What is outside the lines of like this is safe and tested and known. And like, yes, we may have terrible health, but at least it's sort of a known. Like we're gonna, we know exactly the path we're gonna be on. And it won't be any surprises. Go plant Like even if everyone's saying it could work really well, it's scary because it's like we don't we don't know. Like it's it's just this we don't know how to do that yet. No, like not not we don't. But people who are considering it, it just seems like this crazy new thing that you need to like you said be super careful about.
1: It's yeah. Fun. And I, I definitely get it in the, I don't know if you do, but in the children, you know, people go, your kids right. are plant-based. Oh, I bet you have It'll- to be really careful, you know, and it's just this underlying thing. And I always have this thing like, no, actually less careful. One of the many benefits, you know, I actually yeah. don't have to think about it, you know? And right. I mean, I saw, to mention Timothy Sheaf, I just saw a um, a video clip, on, I think it was on Twitter, for this British news program and first of all i didn't even realize that brits had news programs which i thought was pretty they're really coming along as a culture which is great and second so they have this panel and there's this there's timothy sheaf one of the world's literally one of the world's best athletes I'll, i'll show you i'll send you some links but anyway And then there's a woman sitting next to him who has been, quote, a nutritional scientist for 13 years. And she said, I just can't in good conscience ever recommend a vegan diet to anybody. I would never do it myself. It is just very, very difficult to get the nutrition that you need if you go there. You just have to be so careful. And the other people, the pan- panelists, like the news people were like, oh, yeah, oh, okay. And you could just tell them they were just like, <laughs> yes, that's why I don't change because I know that. And there's Timothy Sheaf going, well, actually, when I became plant-based, like my athleticism went up, my recovery went up. Thank God he didn't mention drinking his own pee on that show. Um, but, but, but it's true, and he's absolutely phenomenal. And so there is that thing of like, you can do it. But you have to be very careful. And I just that message is so damaging because it makes people think, why would I ever take this on?
2: Yeah, that that is there are a lot of things that are frustrating and you just wonder how we will ever change that. Uh I, I just I think it just takes time. I mean, I like it it we I think eventually we will hit this critical mass at which it becomes normal. And uh even if it's not the whole world becomes vegan, it just starts to be seen like like, why don't we say that about paleo? Why don't we say it to be really careful with paleo, right? That's, that's new and unknown. I don't know why, because I think just eating meat, right, it's just, it's just part of what we do and what we learn to do. Yeah. And to think about going against everything your mama told you is is, is scary.
1: Yeah, and I think paleo is one of those things of like, it has the core thing still intact, so like I can do that, I can do my and, and paleo is so great, you know. It's like bacon is somehow paleo, you know. It's like well, I can do bacon, but I'll just bring in the whole grains and that stuff. Is, I mean, not the whole grains, but like more more fruit, vegetables, which is great. I mean, there's things about paleo that are fantastic, you know. But I think because that thing yeah. is untouched, it it's not so odd as not doing those things right. like you would in a plant based diet. Anyway, so I was just an interesting conversation that I was thinking about in looking at your book because. This is, it is geared toward, it's obviously a cookbook, like I said, for ev- for everybody, and I do recommend it fully. Like I, last night, just last night, Lisa and I were like, we're, I didn't, like, we're going to make some of these things. I was like, yeah, this is, because even I picked it up thinking, okay, it's more athlete driven, but it's really, really not. Um, obviously it can be. And I think the the secret message um, is that to eat this way in mostly whole plants if not all whole plants you can be an athlete and not an athlete it's healthy it's a healthy diet and if you're an athlete you might need to eat more to get the calories cuz you're expending more but that's kind of the secret there's not a separate diet for athletes versus people who aren't athletes
2: that is totally true what what makes it an athlete book like i said is we chose recipes that were substantial that that are just a little bit you know pack a few more calories we didn't we didn't do much to limit calories like it just we just went we just did whole foods and and if it was whole food the more calories the better really because because athletes do uh at least think they need that i don't know that all athletes need that many calories but they think they do and uh yeah like i said and i just hope people will pick it up who who maybe aren't plant-based but uh just maybe to them it is it is proof that like hey this the fact that there's a book about this means maybe there's something to this diet right and if, if it works for athletes like you just said like if it's if uh if the mindset is we have to be really careful then hopefully seeing this book will tell someone like hey look you can make this work for athletes and therefore it is a it is a diet that i can i can trust and get on even if i'm not like an athlete, even if i'm just an active person uh but but worried about it not being substantial enough or not giving me enough protein and, and i think i hope that we just overcome a lot of those those objections
1: yeah i think you did um right on and so i want to ask you i think i heard that you are back in the running game training (laughs) for something or you're
2: not uh, no not yet i am but you're trying to get i am running again right now for uh for to Uh de-stress that is that is my been my motivator which whereas in the past my motivator has always been go big crazy race goal and and train like crazy to do something that seems impossible and uh, recently, I've just been getting back into it for this general well-being, and it's like it's nice that I'm doing it for a different reason. I actually finally noticed that it really does help me feel better because I used to not notice that. I used to just notice that I was making progress towards a race goal, and that was exciting and fun. Uh, but now that I've had just I've had reason to do it uh, for for just de-stressing and feeling better and sleeping better, it has it has done those things. So that has served to get me back into it. Now I'm trying to. uh to find something that's exciting again that that is my my big my my problem is that i am not very good at sticking with something unless i have a, a big new exciting scary thing to do and having done qualified for boston run the hundred miles that i wanted to do uh i just don't you know there's not a goal that's like screaming at me saying this is what this is what I bet you can't do, and then then I want to go do it. So I'm kind of still waiting for that to come
1: along. Well, you know, there's this ultra I heard about. It's <laughs> unlike anything you've ever done, um, ever, and it's on the I think called Mendocino or Mendocino Coast or something. I don't know much about it. It's a Mendocino Coast Nuh-uh. 50k, you, I think. Really? Okay. Yeah, you might want to yeah. do that one. You might want to come out and do okay. that one. I'm just saying, it's it's gonna blow. It'll I've blow heard, your I've mind.
2: Heard, I've heard it's a, a good race, but the race director is just this super annoying.
1: Guy that's part of the challenge yeah. that's part of the challenge of the race <laughs> yeah. that is part of, that's why you've never done anything like it so i think you should come out that's in next april and uh maybe i can get you in uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway all right matt well thanks and uh, thanks for coming on here and i and i do um do uh congratulate you on the success of this book you blew your publisher's mind by selling they didn't even print nearly enough then they printed more and those sold out so you're doing great you're one of the I'm reading it off the book right now. Sports Illustrated Best Health and Wellness Book of 2017, one of only like 10, top 10 or something crazy. I think seven, seven of them. Unbelievable. So anyway, congratulations. The work is obviously paid off because it's, it's a great book. And I just wanted to bring you on here so you could talk about it a little bit.
2: Thank you. This was fun. It felt like uh, like Mr. Rogers when they like visit the the king or whatever, and he just sort of stops by. Yeah, it yeah, just the, walks in yeah, the door it with a postman, like have a little chat. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've been compared to Mr. Rogers on many occasions. This is nothing new. Oh, for now me. we have
2: <laughs> another reason. I should have worn a crown. <laughs> you I guess should have. It's not a video, but...
1: <laughs> All right, man. Thanks. All right. See ya. All right, Matt Frazier, guys, huh? Good to hear from old Matt. He's a good guy, that one. I'm going to see him actually in North Carolina. He lives in Asheville, as does my buddy Doug Hay, Rock Creek Runner. I'm going to visit both of them. Doug's got a new baby. I'm going to make the make my way out there the the day after uh, the Triangle Veg Fest. I'm going to rent myself a little a little car and drive out there and say hi to those guys. That'll be fun. Okay, so let's get back to this. Um, and I got a couple things to say about uh, life, and, and then dive into the um subject of this week's episode. So here's what I, here here's the first thing I was going to talk about, my integrated exercise. I haven't brought it up in a while or at least if I have it hasn't been in depth. It's moved to a new a new phase and I wanted to just draw attention to where I'm kind of at with it. So if 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 you're just joining me, my integrated exercise step. Um well let me explain what integrated exercise is. It, it is it is movement, and you can call it integrative movement. To, it's totally up to you. Um, it's movement spread throughout the day. So in other words, instead of a partitioned, I exercise from eight to 30 to nine 15, which by the way, I do that also, like I'm gonna take a run tomorrow morning and it's going to be from whatever, eight thirty to nine 15. I'll jump in the river. I, I know that that's, that's the exercise I do. But in addition to that, I set a, a an alarm on my phone. <clears throat> the app is called, uh, AIDA, I'm not connected to them in any way at all, uh, but the but it goes off every hour, and so in the beginning it would say um, during the day anyway it would say uh, you know squats, and then it was like squats and or push ups, and so I would just get up on the hour or close to it, and then get down and do some squats or do some push ups or both. It would be a matter of seconds, not more than a minute. Actually, you know, absolutely not more than a minute. Um, it's evolved over time, given the the context of my life. Again, this is how a small stepper behaves. We, we, we bring in new behaviors, but we also are have an always have an eye on the rest of our lives. That's a big thing for small steppers. We don't, we don't just go, well, movement throughout the day is good. And then just put everything on hold. We don't say eating healthy is great. Let me put everything else on hold time with family, everything else we say, got it. That's a good thing. Moving the body <clears throat> throughout the day. Great. But let me, let me find out where it's, how I can fit this in right now, given the rest of my life. That's always the, always a question. How can, at what level can I get in on this to do what? To establish consistency. That's the theme of this week. You guys, I should have just called this episode consistency or consistently episode guy. That, that's, that would be that much more catchy. So here's my step now. So it's become like, it was sort of specified, like squats, push-ups, lunges. But now it just says move. And what's cool about that is I found myself not, over the last month, not doing necessarily the, the push-ups, right? So I'd be busy and I just wouldn't get to it. And I'm talking about 10 push-ups. It's not a lot. But then again, right? So I wasn't doing it. But then as I would look throughout my day, and if you guys are just joining me, the me, not me game, that's what I play. So quick one-minute review of the day, I'd go like, well, you know, I was three floors down at the Stanford Inn where, by the way, I run the wellness center there, stanfordinn.com. Oh, by the way, there are a few spots open left for that freaking kick-ass retreat in September, September 21st. Go to stanfordinn.com and look for uh, specials and retreats on the uh, upper part and go look at this freaking thing. It It is awesome. There's a few spots left. So please, if you're interested in doing that, do it. Okay, back to this. So I'm three floors down and I... Would run the stairs all the way up, like three pretty long. Let's see, one, two, yeah, three pretty long flights of stairs. But I wouldn't give myself credit, right? Because it wasn't the push ups that I had established as my integrated exercise step. And I thought, wasn't that crazy? Like the idea isn't necessarily push ups. The idea is, or at all push ups, the idea is move my body throughout the day. So here I was moving my body throughout the day, but then feeling kind of crappy. Oh, I, I didn't get to the push ups again. Again, how does a small stepper do it? We change the rules. We make the rules up for ourselves. We don't get locked into because I myself set push ups as my step. That therefore now I'm locked into push ups. I go really what? What's the? Here's what small steppers do. We get again. We get behind the veil. We say really, what am I looking for here? Am I really looking for push ups? Am I really looking for push ups? Or? Am I looking for <clears throat> moving my body because it feels really good and breaks up my day in a very cool, productive, awesome, physically energizing way? Yeah. Okay. It's moving then. So I changed my, my alarm to just say move. It doesn't say push ups, squats, et cetera. It says move. And so what it has done today is I had to walk down the driveway to help somebody with a car. It's a long, long story, but they called and they said, Hey, can you jump down here to the lower parking lot? Well, on my radar is this thing now, my integrated exercise, that is no longer just about um, push-ups. So I ran because I because I could. So I just ran. I just ran down my stairs from my where my office is, ran down the driveway, and ran back. And it was great. And so, again, positive. When we redefine things for ourselves, when we say, <clears throat> I'm in charge, and this is not in charge of me. I'm in charge of it, and this is the terms uh, that I'm going to live my life on. We win when we say, "Oh, I didn't do it because I said it at 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 push-ups and I didn't do the push-ups and so I failed." We lose when we actually really are winning, and that's that's the maybe the most heartbreaking thing is people I've worked with even mm, who sort of get to this thing of like, <clears throat> "Excuse me, like I've fallen off the wagon." I'm not doing very well this and that, but they're but they are already and still doing incredible stuff, but they're not giving themselves credit for it because it's not in this kind of prefab constructed idea of what it is to do well and to succeed, and it doesn't fit in that thing, so they are failing in their own minds but but truly are succeeding, and that is heartbreaking to me and if I can play any part and I do. As much as I can into saying, wait a second, before you say fail, look at this. This is oh yeah, in that oh yeah, I love I love that response when I get them. Oh yeah, because they're realizing oh wait I'm not I'm actually doing cool stuff. Are they doing enough to get whatever uh, doesn't it really is it is inconsequential? Here's here's what will stop you from succeeding: beating yourself up. Here's what will stop you from losing weight long-term, beating yourself up. Here's what will stop you from getting off the couch, beating yourself up. That's a fact. We can be hard on ourselves and give ourselves crap and tell us how bad we are or and and do nothing because and just wallow in that whole thing. And that's self-perpetuating, right? If you're just a piece of junk because you don't get off the couch, guess what you're not going to do? Get off the couch. But if we say, let me change things around here and actually say, who am I truly? Well, I'm the person who gets off the couch. And even if I just get up once and sit right back down, I did that thing. And so that actually is a positive. That actually is more me. And I can go, not, I'm not there yet in terms of uh, you know 20 minutes of exercise, but I am there in terms of somebody who got off the couch. And so I'm going to build on that over time. And that's, that is the, that's the deal, right? Positive. On that note, let's talk about this week's episode, shall we? The subject, Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Do you guys see it? One of the best movies ever made. One of the best movies ever made is Judge Dredd. Now, I misspelled it on purpose, probably because I just I, I don't proofread, apparently. Um, D-R-E-A-D, Judge Dredd. Here's, here's what I'm getting. It's not the finest movie ever made. Okay? It's the 34th finest movie. I'm not going to exaggerate here. Judgement. I've talked about it a little bit. I'm going to revisit it today. Why? Because I just talked about I'm good, I'm bad, all this kind of stuff. And now you're going to think that I'm going to say we shouldn't judge ourselves. And 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 the actually the opposite is true. I I find the subject of judgment very fascinating. Um and it, and the reason I f- I do is because I f- I feel like it's related in some ways to selfishness that I talk about a lot in my first book Approaching the Natural because it's this thing where I feel like, <clears throat> look, we can fight against it, and we can say you should be selfless, and we should say don't judge. But I here's what I argue: I argue those are part of who we are as human beings, and to, to expend ounce one of energy to try to change that is a is is a, is a fool's errand. I think it, it's a waste of your energy. What I do is I say, let's do it better. Let's go deeper in the in the realm of selfishness it was this idea of holistic self-interest that i talked about in the book holistic self being selfish in a, in a more fully fashion in a, in, a, in a much deeper way to say okay well I'm looking out for myself, but what is myself, first of all? Second of all is, what is my effect on the world? Okay, well, then treating myself better may have a broader definition than just trying to steal from the person next to me because it gives me more money. All of a sudden, when you have holistic self-interest, now you're talking about really nourishing yourself in mind and body, taking good care of yourself, and realizing that as you do, that kind of selfishness benefits the world. And you go, yeah, it's not about my kid necessarily getting this, this, and this. It's about me helping create the world that my kid thrives in, but then everybody else thrives in because it's a natural progression from if I create a world that's good for me, it's probably good for most people. If you actually can think about that kind of thing in terms of, you know, feeding yourself well, moving your body, those, sure, those healthy things, but also just the way that we think and our kindness and compassion serve us. We feel good when we behave in line with who we are. I actually believe, and I'm, it's funny because in, um, in the small steppers thing, I do these live Q&As, and, and it's interesting. Uh, here's what I love about it. <clears throat> I'm live, and I mean, the whole thing is live, but you can the people that are in there can see and hear me. I'm on video, but nobody can see and hear each other. They type in their questions, and so I don't know what anybody looks like. My guess is, is that there's a pretty wide swath of, of people there. Men, women, different economic, different racial, different religious. Uh, and it, what What is amazing to me is when you strip all that stuff away, it is essentially a group of human beings, and you'd be surprised at how similar the questions are for everybody. Why? Because it's what I say here all the time, which is you get all beneath all the crap, and what you're going to find is we're all human beings here. And we can talk about the differences, or we can talk about the fact that we're all trying to eke out the best life we can. And if we can peel away... The constructs of racial and religious and uh, cultural, geographic, all these things that we separate ourselves with, if we can peel that away, what we're going to find underneath is probably way more similarities than differences. And I think that that's an incredible thing. And that's as it should be. How cool. And when we when we appeal to those kinds of things, we realize, oh, we are all looking for the best life we can. We all do most, right? Love our families. We want the best for our families. When we start to lock in on those things, all of a sudden we start making moves that are good for everybody. I always say like, please take care of yourself because it's better for me when you do that. I mean, And I believe that with all my heart and soul. I want everybody to help. I want to help everybody take better care of themselves for their benefit. Sure. But also because it's a world I want to live in where people value themselves and have and have a real sense of self worth and self esteem and self confidence where they're like, yeah, I'm worth taking care of. I would love to live in that world where people are more selfish in in a much deeper way, not in a greedy way, but in a really like <laughs> truly self serving way to be like yeah i, I I'm not going to act on fear and'm I'm, but i'm in a, I'm in a really self Nourish. I'm going to take care of myself because it makes me happier day to day. And then I'm going, so I'm walking around the world with a bunch of happy people. Yeah, could be worse. You know what I'm saying? Could be worse. So let's get into judgment a little bit. Do we judge as humans? Yes. Have you ever heard somebody say that, you know, you shouldn't be judged. You're so judgmental. You know why I have a problem with that statement? He's so judgmental because that's a pretty judgmental thing to say. Now I'm going to pause here for a second. I'm gonna say it one more time. Then I'm gonna pause and let you think about it. That guy is so judgmental. That's a, and I'm saying that's a that's a very judgmental thing to say. Okay, here's the here's the pregnant pause while you mull that over for a second. Dum 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 bum Sid, did you just say that somebody who says that guy's really judgmental in a negative way, they're they're judging themselves, they're they're actually making a judgment? Yes, yes, Sally. And good question, because that's exactly what I'm saying. It's so ridiculous to be like, being judgmental is a bad thing. Well, what is that that you just did besides judge? Nothing. You just judged. So why don't we just dispense with all the nonsense and try to be like, he shouldn't judge and you shouldn't judge and don't judge lest you be judged. And I'm going, let's judge as much as we possibly can, because that's how we as humans can suss out what works for us and what doesn't. Now, do I say you should tell, see, think that person's a bad person? I've always, I've joked about that before on this podcast. Like I, always, I think it's funny when somebody goes, they're a good person. Really? Like the entirety or they're a bad person? Really? A hundred percent. They're just a bad person. They do nothing good. Zero. There's nothing good that they, every day they wake up and they kill a kitty and then they just litter and then they go to sleep. They're just a hundred percent bad all the time. It's amazing. Rare is that, you guys. Rare is that. Okay. So how about we say let's judge. Now, does that mean we have to be out loud about it? Does that mean we have to go into someone's face and go you're crappy for doing that? No, but I think it's a good thing to know where to look in the world and recognize because we are more in touch with who we are that we can look at some something or somebody else and say, you know, that that I don't like that. That's not a to me that's not a good thing. To me, that's not a good thing. I am going to judge. And I, and I want to help you guys and myself, by the way, learn how to have the level of confidence where I can both be okay being judged. Because I want to be like, if somebody goes, you know, that was a jerky thing to do, and that's a judgment. I don't want to go like, um, you're being very judgmental. I want to be like, I would like to be the person who goes, you know what, you're totally right. Or I don't disagree, but I'm going to listen to what you have to say and consider it. That would be amazing. I'd also like to be the person who can say judge my own actions and not and not get so protective and walls up around my behavior that I that I can't admit a single thing that I ever do wrong because how can you grow if that's the case? I mean, I've had to eat crow. You know what I mean? And I'm plant-based. That's I don't like eating crow. You can roast it and put garlic on it, but it's crow. And so when you eat that, you know, me being you know Lisa was she's great she's like you're not being nice right now you're being a jerk and I don't want to be like no I'm not if I am I want to be like you're right yeah I-, I I am being a jerk and I apologize for that likewise you know vice versa because everyone thinks Lisa' so she's so nice she's good yeah not all the time I'm just saying that it's not fair she's gonna she 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 hasn't even listened to the fifth episode of this podcast by the time 203 comes around our kids are in college what time she listens to this episode and we're driving around in a trailer around the, around the country. That that's my guess. As an aside, uh, we, Lisa and I talk about sometimes like when our kids get older and they're, you know, out and about, if they're not in the same place, we talk about like, maybe we should, you know, sell everything and just sort of travel around and just spend you know a few months with this kid and a few months with this kid and a few months with that kid. And, and it came out recently that my vision of that was selling everything and getting like driving in a car with one of those little teardrop, camper things you see behind a car like a teeny little thing i was like that's ideal that's paradise her idea separately individually was an like a huge airstream so we have we have a few years but we've got to for, we've got to compromise we're gonna have to compromise on that we had very different visions of what traveling around with a camper meant to each of us respectively more on that when we visit randy the mechanic because i don't know how to solve that issue back to judgment do we have to get in people's faces no Do we have to call ourselves bad or good? No. But can we say things like, what I'm doing right now does not serve me? Is that a judgment? Yes, indeed. It's a judgment. And it's not a, the me, not me game is a judgment. These are judgments. Judge, keep judging, keep looking and analyzing and seeing things for what they are. Are they serving you or are they not serving you? You do that and you grow because you're honest enough to say this is not serving me. That's for for many people, that's a a place to just hang before you do any act at all. It's just that amazing place where you can get to the point where you go, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I and I and I don't it seems untouchable because it's just who I am. And all of a sudden you get to this point where you go, like, you know what, that doesn't serve me. That's not good for me. I don't like that. That's judgment in the very best possible way. Likewise look what I did today. I did the thing that it was good for me. It I, I treated myself well. That's a judgment, you guys. Let's not be afraid of judgment. Like We shouldn't be afraid of being selfish. Be more selfish. People aren't selfish enough. They're appealing to this baseline greed, kind of low level, got to feed the beast all the time. They're not selfish enough. Get deeper. Judgment, same thing. Get deeper. Don't walk around going, you're jerky and you're dumb and you're dumb and stupid and I'm better than you are and you're worse than I am. Instead, say, I recognize the things that are me and not me. I want to find people that inspire me because I do think they're living well. That's a judgment. I look at that person and I go, what a great example of happiness and fitness. What a great, I want to look, I want to see what they do because I'm. my judgment is that that's what I want to be like that's a i want to look at them and go wow that's inspiring i i would like to be able to do that thing be that happy be that fit i don't care if that person is actually happy in their lives like maybe you don't know them and maybe they're faking it but maybe it doesn't matter maybe you look at that person and go whether they are behind the scenes or not they embody what i want for myself this is judgment this is judgment this is you recognizing what is what is what are the things that you want in your life and what are the things you don't want in your life? That is judgment. Don't waste a single minute trying to not be judgmental. Again, do you have to walk around just being angry all the time and judging people all the time in their faces and telling everybody what they're doing wrong? No, I would say the opposite of that. That's why I always say like, don't talk about this process, really, get inside. But use that the 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 language in your head to to just be aware of it and 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 be more intentional with it so instead of just sort of the the mind chatter of oh that's crap why why do you think it's crap ask just a, just a little bit deeper than the the mind chatter is this world of of choice and choosing that are h- defining human traits judgment is a defining human trait it is this thing where we say this is good for me and not good for me. I wanted to bring out another aspect of of that in terms of my, one of my favorite couple of topics which is like is is discomfort and and struggle. Because often the the pain, let's say, or the struggle, or the discomfort we we are quick to judge as bad and we forget about the informational nature of of discomfort, the informational nature of pain. For instance, I always look at my, like a dog gets, they eat something and it upsets their stomach. They don't walk around and go, man, I need Pepto. I'm just miserable. Kill this pain. They just go, I'm going to go eat some grass. I got to get this done. And they just like, they kind of just get that done. Now they, in their brains, they could be saying that. I'm just saying they don't look like they're wallowing. They look like they're just like, let me solve this thing. I'm, I'm using what I'm feeling right now to say, I've got to do something to fix this thing. We don't do that. We go, let me kill this as soon as possible. I don't want to have an ounce of discomfort here. And that's an interesting thing for me in terms of the small steps process that I talk about every week, which is that judgment of discomfort, that judgment of struggle is informational. When it's it's physical pain, it's our bodies actually telling us stuff. You want to listen to your body? That's how you do it. Listen to your aches and pains. And don't say, this is bad. I got to take a drug. Say... What's my body telling me? What can I do to serve myself better in this regard? That's judgment, guys. The informational nature of this feedback is, is awesome. In the small steps approach, it is, I'm stressed by my step of you know 30 squats a day. I'm stressed by it. And we say, I don't want to feel stress, and so I'm just going to not do the, do the squats anymore. When... That information is so usable to say, okay, 30 is too much. Now I know that. Okay, I'm going to bring it back down to five. Does that seem drastic? Yeah. Who cares? Because I'm in charge. So uh, let me get it to the point where I'm not stressed by it, where I'm not feeling that discomfort by it. Forget about trying to make it the the actual discomfort go away without action. In other words, if we have upset stomach all the time, we want to make the upset stomach go away, but we don't want to attach the upset stomach to our actions that caused the upset stomach. We say, here's the, uh, here's a thing that I don't like. That's a judgment. And we want to make it just squash it, go away, bye-bye. And we're forgetting that there's an informational aspect to this. That's why I want you to judge more. I want you to say, why am I feeling this way all the time? Why don't I have energy right now? Why am I not sleeping well? Why is my blood pressure high? Instead of let me take a, and again, I'm not anti Western medicine. It might be totally necessary for you to be on blood pressure medication and still ask the question because there may be an answer. And the quick fix of the drug can get you to the point where you're now implementing behavior change long enough where you don't need the drug eventually. It's a pretty great model, but it's judgment. It's not just this I'm going to stop, I'm going to take one step and stop. I'm going to look at the, the pain, the discomfort. I'm going to judge it as bad and try to squash it because it's bad. It's not bad. It's great that your body's telling you that. It's amazing. It's healthy that your body is raising its blood pressure. Why? Because it doesn't have what it needs to do its job well. And it's your job and your responsibility to look at that in a more judgmental way and say, this is part of who I am and why am I be, Why am I sent this message? Furthermore, what can I do about it when I Understand and hear the message finally for the first time in my life instead of making it go away. Can I make small steps to change this for real? And can I do that by being more judgmental about myself? Can I look in the figurative mirror? Can I listen <clears throat> to when somebody says something about me that is hurtful, maybe, but maybe later I can glean some sort of good info from it, good intel? Uh, are they right about that at all? And they may not be, but are they right about it a little bit? Just a little bit? And what if they are? Can you use that to make your life better? How incredible. I've talked about this before, and in, in, probably in the last few episodes, just the sort of unsolicited attack that w- that you, know, you try to make your life better and people are going to be on the attack because somehow they feel like it's a threat and so they're going to be on top of you about it. But what a great place to be like listen to what they say, but also be in a place that is more confident because you're more open to just deal with that all the time and and in in a much more uh, better way. I mean, they're judging you and they're coming whether they like it or not. So if you can't change that, use it to your advantage if you can. And if you can't, don't be affected by it because you've done the work to be more judgmental in terms of how you're living your life and if you're living the life you want to live or not. The first task that I talk about is judgmental. I mean, it really is. It's like, this is my ideal life. Well, that's a, that's a normative thing. That's a, that's a This is the thing that I want it to be, my life. And, and then you have to look at it in this process and say, but in these ways, I'm not living that life. This is all great stuff, all great stuff. So the reason I call this episode "Judge Dread" besides take off on the thirty fourth most popular best movie ever made was that we are we dread judgment the way we dread selfishness. We're afraid of those terms and we want to to just take all this energy and effort to try to make them go away. Don't be judgmental. That's a, I, I'm so sick of that statement. Don't be judgmental. It shouldn't be judgmental. Oh yes, you hundred percent should, and you should do it as best as you possibly can because that's how you learn to affect your life the best way you can. It's how you learn how to take care of yourself in a way that is truly nourishing and long-term and sustainable. That's how you do it. Judge more, not less. Be more selfish, not less selfish. Dig? All right, you guys. I'm going to hang it up for this week. Um... Thank you to everybody who has donated to this podcast, who has signed up for smallsteppers.com to give that a chance because it's freaking awesome, who has sent me an email with how this is affecting your life, who has put, me, uh, put an iTunes or a review on the podcast or reviewed my, my, my first book, and soon my new book, Raising Healthy Parents. Uh, small steps, less stress and a thriving family is going to hit the shelves. And I would appreciate reviews in in, in, for that as well. Good ones. Ideal. I mean, that would be nice. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm not trying to, you can just do whatever you want, but I'm just saying it would be nicer if they were good. reviews. That's all I'm saying. All right. You guys, um, you guys are awesome. So before I come back next week, I have this little, what was it? Oh yeah. Let me check my notes. Oh yeah. Here it is. Will you do me a favor before I come back next week? Be well.
0: Go to the past Like you'll find something there Something there that wasn't before We are drained in these days With the fall never coming Even that won't save us anymore And the whole time All of this was seeming And the whole time With the world be waiting. past now in this dimly lit room finding blindness shelters tonight I would ask for forgiveness I would ask for a break in this I would ask if I thought it was right and the whole